I hate work. This isn't work. This ain't no work. Is it? No, this, this is play. This is play. Hi. Hi. This is You've Come to Play podcast with Pal Burton Pyan. And we are pleased to meet you. Uh, do you want to want to introduce us here for new listeners? Hey, yeah, we are. Don't be an idiom. We are two fellas about town. We we're regular Joes, and we like words, and we just you know we like to talk about what everyone's not talking about, which is the words. <laughs> no one's talking about the words. They're not. They're saying the words, but they're not talking about the words. That's true, right? That's the whole. Like, Everyone. Gosh, I have looked at words so mm-hmm. different since we started mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And we want you to tell us how we've changed your lives. Yes. Positively or negatively. Call in. Call in or email at don'tbeanidium at gmail.com. How have we changed your life? well wishes. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice, please. We have very fragile psyches. (laughs) So fragile. Hey, you know what? We should say how this episode is brought to us by Percy's... Uh, supplement farm, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, so thank you. Know, you. Thank we, you for the big bucks. We've, we've been taking... We, we are believers. <laughs> we believe in the power of the buck. Yes. And if you're paying us, we're going to support you. Yeah, thank you. For, it's nice to have a sponsor. <laughs> um, happy Chinese New Year. Oh, yeah. Today is the day. When you hear this, today is the day. Right. If you happen to listen the day that we release episodes, today is the, the Chinese New Chinese Year. Chinese fucking New Year. It's like, this is Albert's favorite holiday. I love, I love it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with the COVID and everything, but last year, me and Hannah went down to uh, Chinatown in Philly, walked, walked over there, hit the arcade first, and then at midnight, went down and saw what the hell's going on, uh, you know, on midnight at Chinese New Year. I always wanted to go. And it fell on a weekend last year. And it was great. So, of course, now that we're trying to do year number two, we probably won't be able to. But I'm still going to go look. Take safely. Safely. Take a peek. Yeah. That's great. And it's um, we have some, we looked up some special information for you. Mm. Because, I mean, most of you remember two years ago, we had a big New Year's episode. Big old water pig episode. The year of the water pig. We had, we called, we had callers that yes, day. Yes, yes. We, I don't know. We just That's we just it. did a great job on the show. Is what I <laughs> what I remember about it. Uh, yeah. Then last year we did our metal rat. Not as great. <laughs> that was not as great. No, it wasn't as great. But we do have more metal this year. It's the year of the metal ox. Metal. Metal as fuck. So you probably want to know a little bit about the metal ox, right? <laughs> Well, what's so interesting? I, I have to be honest. When I looked up what the animal was this year, I wasn't. I wasn't thrilled. Yeah, I, I don't. It's. It wasn't as usually. I you just have you do all the research. When I was looking stuff up, it wasn't as fun. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us what you learned. That metal oxes are diligent, dependable, strong, oh, and determined. It's so boring. <laughs> the three D's: diligent, <laughs> dependable, and determined. The three D's. But you know, they got weak communication skills. I think we can all relate to that, right, people? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, the, the regular stuff isn't all that funny. So why don't we skip right to some world famous <laughs> yes. um, metal oxes? Yeah, <laughs> or oxen. Met, yeah, metal oxen is oxenies. Well, first, we got big old Hitler. <laughs> he was a metal ox. All right, 
Is there anyone maybe? You know, it's interesting that they have a weak, little less polarizing than weak Adolf communi- Hitler. Weak communication skills. Well, but actually, Which Hitler had really had good, con- strong, <laughs> too strong, right? But maybe there was a weakness in that strength. Oh, right. Maybe he had he was he was loud, but the message was bad. That's what that means, right? Yeah. I think we can all agree can all that agree. what happened back then was not good. And he was very loud. He was very loud. So he's a metalox. Who else? Saddam Hussein. Okay. Another big, <laughs> another big bad boy. So he's he, you know, he could he could have communicated better. He could have. So that that, that makes sense then, right? He could have been like, "Hey, I didn't really want to spend my last days in his hole." <laughs> I can't believe they found him in there. They found him. He's like, I'm not Hussein. I'm Rat Boy. <laughs> Squeak. All right, moving on. We, there are some good guys. Um, we got Barack Obama. Four more years. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. You all remember him? Yeah. So Hitler, Hussein, Obama. This. Those are, that's the big three. This is an right edgy. There. This is an edgy, uh, edgy three. Yeah. We also got Napoleon. Oh. George Clooney, Richard Gere. All three of them had something to do with the French Revolution. Coincidence? <laughs> uh, Dustin Hoffman. Mm. Hook. Remember him in Hook? Hook, yeah. Oh, and Outbreak. Outbreak? Relevant. Very relevant. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh, Princess Die, and Richard Nixon. <laughs> How about that? T- you want that? I am That's- not a crook. <laughs> I am a metalox. I am not a crook. I'm a metalox. These guys would make a great uh, rugby team, I feel like. Uh, yeah, that, so I'm not a big <laughs> sports guy. I mean, my mom had to tell me that the Super Bowl was this weekend. Oh, it is. She's like, right. you don't watch the Super Bowl? I was like, I don't know what that is. I means. don't have cable, so. <laughs> is it on How Netflix? How great is this bowl? Uh, but that is a sports match that I would witness. You're not supposed to say sports game anymore. When were people saying sports game? <laughs> No, is there something else your mom told you? <laughs> now, Ryan, don't say sports game about the about the Super Bowl. Peg, shut up! He doesn't care. Don't say sports game. No, no. You know, if if people are, for example, at a high school, the kids' team and oh, you don't say it's in a game. West school can play the kids' team in East right. school. I'm not going to a game. I'm going to a match. Just, yeah. Oh my God. Well, you know what? That makes sense because this phys ed teacher a few years ago said it. I was like, Oh, you guys got a game today? Like trying to be nice. Like I give a shit. And he's like, uh, we could call it a match. I'm like, nah, it's okay. Well, okay. So then I'll definitely <laughs> not be having any light banter with you ever again. That was it. You blew it. Fucking asshole. Nobody cares. And you know what I don't like about that? We take sports games too seriously in mm-hmm. college and high school. Well, not maybe college, whatever, but high school and grade school and shit. Yeah. Like, I believe, off. I believe those things were invented to give kids something to do and no. have fun. But now it's like, oh, it's the kindergarten football bash, and and you gotta kill the ref, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. We were just talking last night. My family was talking about how I got, I was. Joined the St. Rose basketball team. It was a nightmare, and I wanted to quit because it was too hard. Al, it was... I hated St. Rose basketball. Right? Can I just tell you, this is my, my students ask me sometimes, like, did you used to play sports? I'm like, I think the last sport I played was basketball in seventh grade, or was it sixth grade? It was sixth grade. 
So I always tell them, like, I got negative one points in my entire career. Are you talking about when we did... Um, of basketball. Wasn't that... It was um, intramurals? Yeah, maybe it was intramurals. Oh, dude. The real team was... Like, intramurals is supposed to be like... I think intramurals is what it used to be like. It's mm. like, oh, we're going to get the kids... To get them active, mm-hmm. have a little fun. Well, now... No, everything's so serious. The real basketball team was fucking awful like i would go to i would go there crying because all i had to do was run and then the coach would just scream at us for being so terrible but i do remember when you got the negative one and why don't you tell everyone how how that's even possible well i got let me see here i guess big negative two right no no i'm gonna explain how it was negative one um i the ball landed in my hand somehow and i immediately threw it at the basket right and it went in and i was like yes and then one of my team members, is that what you call them? Mates? You got to ask your gym coach now. I don't know what the fuck you call him. <laughs> He's like, you idiot. That was for the other team. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I and, wonder. And if- then <laughs> later in the game, I got a foul shot because some kid pushed me over. So then I got one in. Oh, so that's the so neg- that's how I, I get. That's perfect. I have negative one points to my name. Wow. I wonder if they still have your banner up over they there. Must. On- <laughs> they <laughs> must. They must. Ryan negative one whatever right. his last name was <laughs> right. Ryan negative one who even cares that kid sucks that's awesome man anyway the point of this is that we're gonna start a third sideshow pod it's gonna be all about sports and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it um do do be a sportsium don't man don't be a game do, no I don't like that so anyway have a good weekend. Enjoy the, the sports game. Let's move on. Have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Also, <laughs> it's more of a sign off sort of thing. <laughs> All right, everybody, and have a good weekend. And actually, don't forget, don't be an idiom. We live for the weekend. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Also, the game would have already happened. Because the is, Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we'll cut this. How about that Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think we should probably move it along. Move it along. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about this? Oh yeah, this yeah. here. I got Albert a very early birthday gift, several months early. It's very early. My birthday is <laughs> April, t- the end of April, and it is the beginning of February. <laughs> but I had to get this before you got it for yourself, so. Right. Uh, so the thing you should know about Ryan is he gets the good paper. Mm-hmm. It's thick. Unlike I get the shitty, really like tissue. It's like tissue. I like to spend a few bucks on the on the paper. You know, I just feel like there's so much work to do to get the present, and then you want to spend an extra twenty dollars on wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> but a bow. But and then look, you get all these compliments. Whoa! It is a copy of The Hobbit. It by is. J.A.R. Tolkien. Well, we've been watching Lord of the Rings of the Rings. after... Ooh, mommy! Idiom episodes. All right, this is a nice edition, hardback. Came mm-hmm. with a, a hard book sleeve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you hear it? That's, you're buying, you're basically buying book sleeve Man. with this one. This is, this looks too good to read. No, I think something like The Hobbit, you need a nice, thick, And hard... a homemade bookmark. Why should I welcome you, Gandalf Stormcrow? The best line in all of the Lord of the Rings. Anyway. Dude, thank you so much. You're welcome. So. I don't think I got you anything this year. <laughs> Please don't. But 
Um, we noticed in Lord of the Rings that the hobbits call when they're going to like hunt rabbit, they call them conies. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, they got a couple of conies. A cony stew. And, and we're like, like, look it up. Look that up. What is a cony? And now we know. Now we know. A cony is a rabbit. Right. And, and act- actually, a cony was a rabbit before a rabbit was a rabbit. Right. Like, we should be technically calling our bunny rabbits conies. conies. But in North America, they started calling the babies of the conies rabbits, and then they just only started calling them rabbits. And you might be like, why, why would we call a rabbit a cony? Well, well that's gotta because... Because go of French. The but French. Because of French. Because the French would call a rabbit a conil. I'm, it's probably not canil. It's probably like canil. No, put a little, put a little French. Uh, you can't say canil. There you go. Canil. Ha ha. Perfect. Yeah. Get that canil out of my face. <laughs> exactly. So uh, anyway, that was a bit of a rabbit hole. Yes, which we tend to go on. But we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the show started. But you know, you could also call it a coney hole. You could call it a coney hole. So yeah, more fun. if you're part of the if you're part of the uh, don't be an idiot insider group, you start calling rabbit holes coney holes. Yes, yeah. and if somebody if somebody says rabbit hole like kind of off you know mm-hmm. off the cup, you could be like that's, coney hole. That's coney hole, right? Coney hole, right? I'm gonna take a picture of you because you look like a uh, a director. You look like a a Hollywood director right now. Hmm. I don't feel like I get paid successful a Hollywood director's salary. So that makes what's, what's the next big project you're working on? Uh, it's a big picture, boy. L- listen to this, boys. Yeah, it's got to be a big picture. Just look over there and and whoop, and then I jump out the window. He's gone. I looked. <laughs> um, That's all right, why so he's the best. Let's see who's going first. This is an idiom history show, by the way. Oh so. right, yeah. It's an idiom history show. We like to look up the words. You know why you're here. Yeah. Okay, so we got a game. I'm the game master. Uh-huh. <clears throat> this game was rescued straight out of the trash at the thrift store I work at, and it's called Tribond. Ever heard of it? Didn't think so. Mm-mm. The game basically works like this. You get these different categories, and in each category, you get three things or names or whatever, and then you have to guess how all those things are linked, uh, like what they have in common. Yeah. So, so it'll be fun for you, too. Yeah. And you get to see how dumb we are. You want to you wanna ask first or me? Um, why don't you ask first? Okay. What is What do the words black, mm-hmm. undetectable, mm-hmm. and a $750 million price tag have in common? I actually think I know this one. I didn't cheat. Black? The, yeah, black, yeah. undetectable, and a $750 million price tag. Uh, the stealth airplanes... What is it? Okay. We're going to let him have it. It's the B- B2 Spirit Stealth Bomber. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. You Did got I get it? that? I okay. think so, right? Okay. I wasn't sure. You did miss the best stealth. part of the word, though. Sorry. Um, I wonder how many other people got that out there. I guess a lot. Probably Justin. Justin. All right. Old Cadillacs, Helsinki, Sharks. Hmm. Fins. Yeah, you got it. I don't know what I don't know why I don't know about Helsinki though. You know the great Helsinki fins. I, do you know anything about that? I just I was like, okay, Cadillac shark fins. All right, good. So that's a tie. That means we're going around too. Okay. All right, this is exciting now. How about 
a millionaire, a double chocolate cheesecake, and fertile soil. Oh, my God. A millionaire. Yeah. A double chocolate cheesecake. Yeah. And fertile soil. Layers. I'm sorry. What? They're rich. They're rich. Oh, I get it. That's good. Because <laughs> of the millionaire. All right. You win. Oh, I don't know it. No, I. Oh, I do. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no, no. Because we each had one and then oh. you missed. I got I to gotta go again. All right. Cheers, Gulliver's Travels, Becker. Cheers, Gulliver's Travels. Jeffrey Chaucer's coming up again. I know, right? Oh, not Jeffrey Chaucer. Jesus. What's that guy? I know what you mean. I know. Whatever his name is. Jonathan uh, Swift. Wait. Gulliver's Travels, Cheers, and, and Becker. Oh, the fuck Becker is. Is that some sitcom shit? I'm not telling you shit. Uh, beer? No, uh, Ted Danson. Fuck. Oh, that means we're still tied. We gotta yeah. go again. Okay. This is very long. Ted Danson. It's not that long. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> that one's too easy. All right. Support the body. Protect the organs and produce red blood cells. What's the second one? Um, protect the organs. <laughs> Support the body, protect the organs, produce red blood cells. <laughs> I feel <Bones>. stupid. <laughs> Bones. Bones don't produce blood cells. <laughs> I think, are we going to accept that? Skeletal system. Functions of the bones. We're going to, yes, Jeff's saying yes. Go. All right. All right. I need this to tie. <laughs> All right. Feather heavy bantam. Feather heavy bantam? Yeah. If you get this right, you go, right? No, we would be tied if we <laughs> get this. Seriously. Feather this is taking forever. heavy bantam? I don't know what bantam is. Um, light. Their weight classes in boxing. Oh, oh God! Yeah, heavy is light. Yeah, good one. <laughs> All right. So that means you're going first. Oh, okay. All right. It does. Aren't you excited? Yes. <laughs> you got two, and I only got one. I think. Goddamn Ted dancing. <laughs> Listen, we're just gonna need to pipe down right now while we're. I hear what you just did. While we're pipe down. Yeah. Pipe down. Cool. I would have not thought that was even one. I like it. Well, I'll tell you what. Our friend Tommy is married to a lovely woman named Alicia. Too lovely. Who we're really. also friends with. And she said, hey, Ryan, I was thinking the other day about Don't Be an Idiom. Um, it was, what's pipe down? Where does that come from, you think? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't thought about wow, that. That's good, yeah. So then I dove on in. What's it mean? Where's it from? What it means is to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And where do you think it comes from? Pipe down. Okay. Hmm. When do you think they invented organs? Pipe like organs? Big old oh, organs. Oh, that's a good question. Like 1400s? Okay. So I would say... I don't know. I would say... Hmm... Borg and Jorgen played the organ Ooh. in Denmark because I know you love it there. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, first organ in Denmark and Borg and Jorgen was, he was a, you know, 
he was a sure thing. He was going to play. And it's in the church, which whatever. I'd say the organ is probably the coolest part of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the unholy water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they had it in the church and he was, he really liked playing those, the big ones, those yeah. big old pipes that are like, Wah! yeah. And Takata. Yeah. And D, yeah, of course. That's exactly what I knew. <laughs> and you know, he's out there playing. And the thing is, is that these old churches, like they weren't, they weren't structurally sound to mm-hmm. be having these just gigantic organs yeah. blowing. So he would be uh, playing and, you know, shingles would be flying off. There's so and, much blowing. Yeah, there's so much blowing. The windows get blown out. Mm-hmm. Um, small animals die, yeah. like right right in the radius there. Oh, my God. They can't handle it. Too much Because their ears are so sensitive. Their ears are blowing out. Yeah. So, at like a crotchety old, fo- like, you know, church guy. Yeah. We'll call him Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck. You know, he comes Classic. down and he's like, Borgen, Jorgen, you need to pipe down. Only play the smaller pipes, which are down closer to the floor. Pipe it, pipe it on down. Stay away from the high pipes. And then Borgen's like, oh, man. Oh, man. And uh, so he listened, except, yeah. except on uh, Saturday night. Saturday. They do, they, Saturday. 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 Sometimes, Saturday. Remember when we were kids and like sometimes like, I don't know if your mom ever did this, but she's like, all right, you can either go to church on Sunday or you can go to the Saturday night mass. And yeah. You're like, yeah, get it over with. Oh, I and never when, thought get it over with. Borg and Jorgen's like. <laughs> wow, that's So I would good. say pipe down just means go to the smaller pipes. I love it. That's great. Which can still be loud, but you know. That is not correct, but I, it really was a good guess. I really thought you were just going to guess what it was. Oh, well, I actually thought it was about organs. Oh, so no, it's not about organs. Um, The sewer? It's, I wish it was about the sewer. I I was going to do the sewer, but I know. I love sewer stuff. Um, So I'm going to set the scene for you a little bit. Please do. You're in the Navy. Oh, yes, again, we are. You're on a ship. Mm. The great, vast nothingness of the ocean in front of you. You're about to... Cross the line. Oh, yeah. Over the equator, which you all should know. Episode 35. I don't remember. We don't quiz our listeners enough, though. We need to have a call-in quiz we show. We quiz ourselves. Um, you know they're getting rambunctious out there. Definitely, if they're crossing the line. Especially, definitely. yeah. Well, they, they, they're they about to. Oh, they're still like two days away. But so that's when it starts them. getting ramped up. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need a quiz. You know, it's because they got to get ready yes, for yes, the crossing yes, yes, the line. Remember, that's when they start. Yeah. Got, they mess with the, the shell bags. But, no, the, the tadpoles. But all, all good things must come to an end. And uh, with the great nothingness is the goodness that has to end. <laughs> no, they're being rambunctious. Oh, they're having that. a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden you hear. Yeah. It's the bosun pipe. The bosun? Mm-hmm. Dude, I can't believe you got... I'm already frustrated that this... You were you were given this one. What do you mean given? Well, like, because Alicia's like, check it out. And it was such a... I can tell this is going to be good. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a bosun <laughs> pipe? Come on. There's not much of a story here, though. It's, but there is a pipe. There is, <laughs> there is a pipe. That's what I mean. It's something... Mm, I can hold it. So... 
on a ship, there's someone who is is who mans the bosun pipe. It's spelled boat swain, B-O-A-T-S-W-A-I-N, but it's pronounced bosun. Well, that's good that we got the pronunciation right. I know. I'm not trying to spread any misinformation here. Mm-mm-mm. Not me. And they have the You've probably seen it maybe like in movies about the Navy. Um, Is it the steam whistle? Like no, it's not. It? It's a guy who, who he like holds this whistle like this. <laughs> kind of, kind of, Ryan's holding it very strange <laughs> like, it's, like he's serving a platter. <laughs> like it, it, kissing well, the platter. It looks like this. Whoa, that looks like some fucking Lord of the Rings shit. It looks like an old, it kind of looks like an old Civil War gun in a way. So these guys Italian have- horn. They have all of these different- you know, orders and things they can do just with the pipe. And there's a certain pipe or what do I want to say? Like, yeah, like a, a certain whistle that you do where you, it's, you're basically reporting back down to the hammocks. So you're going below the deck and you're retiring for the night. And that was piping down. Oh, so you'd be like, I'm done. It's like, and that'd be like, you're piping down. You got to go down, downtown to sleep, to sleep town. Now, now, is the purpose of the whistle only to let people know that he's going to sleep? <laughs> no, there's, there might, you know, there's like a different whistle for all hands on deck, or there's one for like meals ready. Oh, nice. Or, so I there's all these different, like one. there's all these different whistles that we should learn. So when we talk to each other, we yes. should just do that. I wonder if Patrick can get us a set of these babies. I don't know. He, I wonder if they come in a set. Well, he's the one who told me to make sure to say bosun and not boatswain. Wow. Wow. The inside info. Inside info. Did he get my postcard? I don't know. God damn it. I haven't hammered a thank you. You can't tell you can't tell with the postcard because there's no um return address. So you're really taking a risk. <laughs> yeah, that's a big risk. But uh he should probably contact you. Not that it doesn't have to be a thank you, just an I received, you know. Period. It's, it's just yeah, you know, common courtesy. Um no, but there's there's all different whistles that you do for different things, and that one just happens to be called pipe down. Because oh okay because like you're and then that's so there what, might be like pipe food pipe so, yeah 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 pipe wake up yeah pipe pipe the food <laughs> pipe wake up uh yeah pipe bathroom time so <laughs> oh that would yeah that would be annoying if you know if everybody was trying to go to the one bathroom on a, <laughs> on a ship yeah um it's been around since the 1400s at least because the British Navy used it well of course um. And you could pipe aboard somebody famous, for example, FDR. FDR? I mean, he was probably piped down onto some ships. I mean, they had a special whistle for like famous person coming. Yeah, it was like, do 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 do. <laughs> FDR. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry. And you're going to replicate the sound of the whistle no. at this moment? No, and um. I like the idea of using whistles to mean different things. Yeah. Because like, I don't want to hear somebody's annoying voice. No, no. Plus it's hard to get over the sound of the ocean. Definitely. The whistle cuts through. It cuts through. Right. Exactly. And uh, so uh, bo- bosun mates, they, because they're like traditionally sailors, they like to make these very elaborate lanyards that the whistles hang on. Oh, yeah. So they'll make all these like really interesting knots and stuff. And, <laughs> and everyone that's like doing real work on yeah. deck, they're like, like breaking oh, their back. Your like, oh, fucking <laughs> nice lanyard. Here comes a fancy boatswain boy. <laughs> fancy boatswain boy. 
Dude, that's the job that we should have. I know. When we join the Navy. Yeah, and another little game they kind of play is, you know, they'll try to see how long they can hold notes. Oh. So they'll be like, you know, they'll like time it, you know. I think I'd be pretty good at that, actually. I don't know if you remember this, but I think really long ago, I think we were in St. Rose, but someone came and had this lung capacity test where you could breathe into a tube. And they were just like, breathe into it as long as you can. I remember that. Right? Yeah. And I remember, and it did the ball like ele- like levitates, mm-hmm. right? I remember doing it and I'm breathing, breathing, breathing. And I was like, I'm out of breath. But I was like, but maybe I'm not. And I like that little last bit. I was like, she's still getting it right. And then when I finally finished, I looked at the guy. He's like, that was very good. And I was like, <laughs> it's that little extra bit that you think pe- normal people think that you don't have any breath. Like I knew at a young age, yeah. there was still something left. You'd be really so, good at this. I think that's what we need to do. You'd be a great. Me, old, I'll do it. You'd be a great old bosom boy. Yeah, I am afraid of open water though, so I don't know. We'll keep we'll, you. You could be the bosom mate when it's like uh, at the port. I'll keep a picture of land. <laughs> and I'll put it uh, two pictures of land behind my glasses, and I'll just look at that. Yeah, that's good. That'll help you out. Um. So anyway. The British Navy, the American Navy, the Canadian Navy, our dear friends up north. Oh, big time up there. Uh, they all have piped down as one of their, their orders. I wonder if they still have people to do it or if they've like automated it. Now there's a button, a whistle no, button. They would never let that go. I would hope that not. That is sacred. I would hope it's not. A sacred pipe. See, we just, you know, outside of the Navy, nothing's sacred. Exactly. You never noticed that? Mm, well, I never thought of that specifically. Just <laughs> me, ne- as I, me neither until yeah. just now. But like, you know, everything, you know, everything becomes crappy and yeah, CGI, but yeah. not on mm-hmm. the Navy. Yeah, it's like, you know, you bring over a Goodwill game, for example. Yeah. Me. <laughs> a Goodwill game. That's what I do. This is a Goodwill game right here. Are you teasing me? <laughs> no, no. Continue. There's nothing sacred anymore. There's nothing sacred anymore. Right. People just give games away. They, they, they give them to goodwill. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I could fill a game room with the goodwill games that are discarded in the goodwill. Right. And one day I'm going to have to. So anyway, we'd like everyone, we'd like our listeners just go to be to, a little go bit. Go to goodwill. No, be a, a bit more <laughs> respectful. Try to make things sacred again. Yeah. Like use puppets. Like your phone. Like take your phone and really give it your attention. Yeah, give your phone your attention, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Pull your rotary phone out of the basement. Mm. Or your Garfield phone. Good. And By <laughs> the way, if anyone has a Garfield phone that they don't want, please, I want one really bad, but I don't want to pay for one. Because yeah. I can't use it. What, I got a landline? <laughs> like every once in a while, I'll just go pick up the thing and be like, oh, his eyes open when I pick up the phone, which is a nice feature. Actually, speaking of the Super Bowl, they also remember they used to have the commercials for the football phone. I never yeah. cared about sports, but yeah. I wanted a football phone. Well, it's uh, you know, what is it called? A gimmick? It's just like, yeah, I guess it's a gimmick. <laughs> but it, I'm the wrong audience, and I still wanted it. <laughs> right. Okay, you you make anything a phone. You want to you want to use it. Box of cereal would be funny. Anything. Yeah. Actually, I was. I made a joke in class about a toilet phone today. Oh, that's yeah, that's funny. They probably had that though, at Spencer's. Right. Yeah. Um, we're talking about idioms, uh, and that was a coney hole. Oh yes, it was. Good, good. Using the new lingo. New lingo. 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna trickle down to a, a little pipe trifecta. I want yeah. to just get all the pipe stuff out there because yes. none of them have, you know, the, the enough yeah. meat. It's not enough. So you got to give it. Yes, good. So, so piping hot is mm. another. Anyway, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, pipe down, hot. pipe hot. Wait, where do you think that comes from? Piping hot. Uh, you know, I. I, maybe the kettle, a kettle whistle. So that's, yeah. Some theories have that, like the tea, the teapot yeah. um, whistle. And like, it's, it's, uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's making a noise. It's piping. But apparently, I mean, <laughs> an, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go there, it's just from when you're, you make like a, like a meat pie or something. Oh yeah. What's that called? Oh, pie. Pie like ping? Pie. Meat pot pie. Wait, wait. A meat pie. <laughs> meat pie. Oh, chicken pot pie? Chicken pot pie. Okay. <laughs> but you know, like sometimes the food actually whistles, like little like steam pockets are like blown out. Really? Yeah. In a, in a meat pie in a, or anything, maybe like a <laughs> loaf of bread. Wow. I guess I don't, I mean, I know a fajita will make some noise. They're, same thing. Is it? It's piping hot. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, that would be piping hot, yeah. So, I mean, even in the 1300s, Chaucer, that old yeah. bag of bones that Canterbury was, Tales. <laughs> Canterbury Tales. <laughs> he uh, even he in the 1300s referred to a waffle as piping hot. Like it was literally it was Like look at this thing, this brand new waffle. What what the fuck? What am I looking at here? <laughs> Somebody better invent some syrup. Hurry up. And the third um when was well, syrup must have been around for a while? Well, huh? all natural. I mean, syrup does it really just come out of the tree? That's insane. I guess that's well. What's one hundred percent pure maple well, syrup maybe, from yeah. Vermont? Yeah, have you ever seen those? They, they, those people they they cut a hole in the tree and then they put that little stem there and it just trickles yeah, out. Why does it taste so good inside of a tree? It, it, I always think that like bees make it. Mm, bees like, make the syrup. I, I, no, I I always just associate like like when I think about like syrup, I'm like, oh yeah, sweet like honey, <laughs> you know, like. But like it just bleeds out of a tree. Yeah, that should taste bad, like sap. I, that's what I'm saying. But it's so good. It's so good. But that's also a little creepy. Why are we drinking? That's like drinking tree milk. Right. Why is tree milk so good? <laughs> but I drinking any milk is kind of weird to me. Do you know some cactuses? If you try to drink the stuff inside them, is poisonous. Oh. You didn't know that, did you? You think you find a cactus in the in the desert? You got to drink that. I don't think I trust just any old cactus. I would have. Well, <laughs> now I'm not going to. <laughs> well, Although if happens. I'm stuck in the desert, I might as well hallucinate and die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So eat them uh, cacti. I'm going right now. Um, and the last bit of my trifecta is pipe dream. Ah, pipe dream. What? Uh, where, do you know where that comes from? Um, let's see. Pipe dream. Well, the first thing I think about is that Pantera song. What Pantera song? <laughs> it's uh, the first song off of Far Beyond Driven where he says, oh, the great pipe Southern... dream. <laughs> what fucked? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, is, that, is that Far Beyond Driven or is that Great Southern Chedco? What am I thinking? Um, well, we... Far Beyond Driven, it's like... Din, 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 din. I just can't remember. Do you know the line I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I think that's on a Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know that was crude, but um, <laughs> I always just imagine Pipe Dream as kind of literal, like where you... Are, if you literally looked up, like look through a pipe, uh, 
then you're only seeing like a small scope of things and it's very that makes sense kind of yeah you know like, i think that's what i always thought that's, like just, I, that was i, like I never thought much a, beyond that like yeah. a, a telescope or whatever yeah. um so it actually comes from in the 19th century when we had a lot of chinese immigrants come over they would open up opium dens in all the cities and oh, come on. So, you know, this became really popular for like middle and high class people living in the cities and everyone just got addicted to opium. There's pictures from like the 1890s and stuff of people just totally zonked out right. wearing their fancy clothes and just, you know, everyone had places to like sleep or like lay back on. Man. So it was like crazy, right? And like, you know, now all of these all of a sudden these high class Americans are are getting like super stoned, hallucinating and stuff. Leaving their wives. Leaving their wives, getting syphilis. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna happen at the opium den, I think. <laughs> that um the yeah, so then they just like start referring to pipe dreams as the opium like pipe. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the dream. Yeah. Oh wow, man. We missed out, but probably for the best. My chair. Oh. Um yeah, I think that's that's good. I was good we missed that. Benjamin Franklin did uh, opium. I'm sure he did. Because he had a bladder stone. And that was supposed to help? That's what he did. Yeah. Could you imagine listening to all of Ben Franklin's excuses? Be like, gotta go smoke opium and live with my prostitutes for a while. Yeah. Sorry, honey. <laughs> it's, the, it's the hat. Man, he lived a life. He did. A lot, a lot of it was in the tub. He loved that tub. Air baths. Air too. baths. Um, so anyway, that's the way the cookie crumbles for me. Boom. Nice job. Pipe dream, piping hot, pipe down. There you go. How much more do you want from a man? He gives you four idioms. <laughs> Three, right? He's barely alive. <laughs> oh, but I think you said trifecta. Didn't you have three bonus? The trifecta was the... Three bonuses. Pipe down, piping hot, pipe dream. Oh, that completed that's the, trifecta. the trifecta. Yeah. See, I'm just remembering extra stuff that didn't happen yeah that sounds about right must Um, have been a pipe dream all right so we'll be right back i drink to get away with things you know i wouldn't try if i was sober it takes two to tango babe so why are you always you when it's over when it's over Okay, welcome back. What'd you think about that song? That that was a quality song. That recording quality is very nice. It is nice. Also, she doesn't sound Irish. She's Irish. So this is Eve Bell from Ireland, and that was her song Smithereens off the uh, album In Between Moments. It's so good. Very good. Makes you want to dance. It does. And then I want to put on some Kylie Minogue after that. Yes. Well, anyway... Check her out. Eve Bell. Uh, was cool of her to let us use that. Very cool. Because we covered 
Blown to Smithereens just a few episodes ago. Yes. And which episode was it? I, Test. I, Not you, the audience. Uh, don't tell them. <laughs> I don't remember test. either. So. <laughs> All right. So what's your idiom? Well, my idiom, it's a little late to the game because I had thought about this idiom during mm-hmm. the holidays. Oh, okay. Because me and my uh, cousins did a little white elephant. White elephant. Which I was thinking that, that means, name that means like sounds a, a little like it means something else. It is. That's an idiom. It's it is. I can tell you it is. <laughs> I've got I wasn't sure and then I, I looked it up and it is. So wait, what a white elephant is a gift that is an inconvenience. Or it's just a bad yeah. gift. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh the definition I wrote down was a burdensome possession whose cost is out of proportion to its usefulness mm. yes well and actually the fact that you so my, my thing doesn't say anything about a gift but yeah so the whole white elephant as like a gift sort of like party i guess that was sort of newish uh as far as like how we all associate it but there was there was idiomatic stuff going on before those parties became popular okay so like so like anything that you have that's like like that lamp it it oh that lamp it wastes so much energy mm-hmm. and it's not even that cute right that's a white elephant that would be a white elephant oh wow it doesn't have to be a gift per se yeah although a lot of what I'm going to talk about does have to do with gifting okay okay <laughs> what don't get confused I won't get confused okay so anyway <laughs> um after all that. What do you where do you think a white elephant might have come from that that I the origin white elephant um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh I mean one of my favorite time periods is the early 1900s the car, the traveling carnival definitely going I can see for, why you're going there you know just the 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 perfect sort of American Dust Bowl era. Carnival. Right. I guess I'm just thinking of the HBO show Carnival. <laughs> and what a show it was. And what a show. Timmy Dean loves that he show. He did. He got me to watch it too. Uh, so uh, one of the one of the acts that they you know had in their traveling carnival was the magnificent white elephant. Sure. Where they would they would paint it white because they didn't have any white elephants. You right. know, Bailey and Barnum, they're always messing around with stuff to get people out. And um one special night, it was come witness the white elephant. Give birth live on stage. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that you're gonna pay a premium for that. <laughs> so that happened. And, uh, and it was great, (laughs) but what people quickly realized was they were not the same. They were not white elephants. They were regular old dark gray elephants. Oh, so the painted white elephant gave birth to a regular looking elephant. Exactly. And then Barnum comes out and he's like, no, but that's just when they're born. It's like how old human babies have blue eyes, but that changes that. (laughs) No refunds. No refunds. (laughs) Right. He did that. No, he quickly brought him out back, just dumped chalk on them. It was safe, though. Safe chalk, we, yeah. We yeah. here at Don't Be Idiom are all for animal rights. Hey, listen, just because we're talking about what happened then doesn't yeah. mean that we condone it. And uh, he gave them to the uh, three lucky families. 
He gave elephant babies to <laughs> three families. So this this elephant had three babies. Yeah, I and the, those I, babies. I feel three like babies. elephants don't have litters like that. <laughs> I feel like they have. They're like, okay, God's like, you're a big animal, one big baby. That's that's pretty much it. I don't think you can handle any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> one big baby. That's a hell of a like prize to take home. It was a big deal, but oh, the the cleanup. The upkeep. <laughs> yeah. That's and uh, a lot of upkeep. So, you know, so then it'd be like, hey, these, these white elephants, what am I going to do? Oh, the people that won the elephants yeah. are saying that. Yeah. Right. I thought maybe they'd be focused more on the fact that the elephant's not white. <laughs> they got over that. They're just like, it's really hard to have an elephant. <clears throat> and then Barnum's like, well, all right, I guess I can take it back for like a couple of hundred simoleons, maybe. <laughs> But I'm doing you a favor, Mac. <laughs> right. That's good. That's a good grift right there. That's a good grift. Um, so that's my guess. I love it. Okay. All right. So just to recap, Ryan's saying that. I think that's been recap. painted white elephant gives birth to three babies, given out to families. And then the families are like, I can't handle this. And then they give it back to the, to the circus owner. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I really, this is reminiscent of where the origin kind of comes from. Okay. All right, so here's, here's what we got. The white elephant was mm-hmm. regarded as sacred in mm. ancient Thailand and like Burma, Laos, and Cambodia. Okay. And so sacred that if like, let's say you're the king of Burma. Yeah. And somebody's out in the jungle and they're like, hey, I found a white elephant. That would actually mean that you were like, um, it was like a good luck, a sign of good luck oh, okay. for the king. And they would bring it back to the to like the you know the palace and sure. that elephant got everything it wanted and never had to work because the white elephants were like because it represented the yeah, king in a yeah, way they were yeah, connected yeah. okay so, spirit animal yep, stuff yep so um and then even a lot of like so these kings would say if they, if a white elephant was discovered while they while they were reigning yeah they would attach uh you know King Ryan uh, king of the white elephants would cool. attach that to his title. Because um, the laws, I think, were a little loose back then. You didn't really have to like fill out a bunch of documents. Right. I should get a white denim jacket that says that on the back. Dude, yes. Come on, we've got some friends that know how to work with white clothes. denim. Like, let's make this happen, okay? Um, and there was even a war uh, fought over which king had the most white elephants. Uh, it sounds it seems like a pretty long war. A 15, war? 1549 and to 1769, the war of the white elephants. I mean, so who, couldn't they just figure that out with some easy math? I think it was uh, like nobody trusted each other's accountants sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so here's the thing. In, in Siam, which is now Thailand, yeah. people believed that... Um, the king, like, let's say you had some white elephants in your mm-hmm. yard because you were a good, you had a king with a bunch of white elephants. Uh, if you had a, a courtier that was displeasing you, you could gift them a white elephant. And then what would happen to this person would, they'd be like, I can't take care of this. Like, yeah. like kind of what you were saying about the circus. Is, yeah. Um, it's, that's a, that's a, that's a big ask. To take care of so, an elephant. Yeah. So it probably costs a lot of money. And it's, yeah. They eat a lot. And, yeah. and because they're sacred, you can't use them as like a beast of burden. Right. They, they basically are just a financial They dr- get pampered yes. all day. Yes. Like they need special caretakers and all this stuff. And you can't give it away because it would be an insult to the king. 
And if you let it die, like yeah. if you don't take care of it, then it's like considered like a curse and then yeah. you'd be shunned. So the king, the idea is the king would give this to someone who annoys him yeah. and then their life would fall apart. You know what this makes me think of uh, when um, David Letterman re- retired and Conan O'Brien was stepping into his right. position for a bit? Yeah. Uh, Conan uh, Letterman, like the week he, he took his spot, yeah. he sent him a horse as a gift a beautiful horse jeez and uh conan's talked about it. he's like it was like fucking unbelievable but also like now i've got a horse, horse? yes <laughs> so, that actually that would be a classic case of a white elephant gift yeah so he still has it and they have like it on a farm and it costs money and Does his wife has to, his wife goes and visits it or no, i don't see, know see i wouldn't want that but i wouldn't want that that's kind of the point. It's like, but it's, who's giving away David Letterman's horse? David Letterman. No, no. Well, yes, he's. He, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but who's? I'm sorry. <laughs> if David Letterman gives you anything, no, you don't give it away. No, yeah, Definitely not that. a horse. Yeah. yeah. So, here's the thing about this story, right? There's no proof that it historically ever happened. Even though, what? how is that? Possible? Even though the OED oxford references Whoa. that this is where it came from huh but there's a lot of dispute that this never happened oxford i know like the teacher becomes the, the horse becomes the <laughs> teacher. so so it's a nice idea right but we have to kind of take that off the table as if it really happened but okay. it's okay because i'm gonna go somewhere with this yeah okay using white elephant as like a burdensome gift came into popularity around the 1600s in 1721 was the first time that we're seeing it in print. Um, it was in this, it was in letters again. It was this thing called Cato's letters or essays on Liberty, civil and religious and other important subjects. And what he wrote about was this thing that happened in 1568, the King of Pegu, which is now Bago in Burma, waged war on the king of Siam who had refused to sell him a white elephant. So this king of Siam had found two white elephants. And the uh, the guy in Pegu was like, dude, I, he said- Come on, he, I need a sacred animal. He's like, I need one, you have two. And he sent a guy over and he was like, look, just offer him any price, any price. King of Siam's like, nope, I'm, I'm, I got the I'm two I'm a white. two cow yeah. man. So this is when the war, they, they started this- I said this, cow, I'm sorry. I'm the cow man. <laughs> Elephant, oh my God. <laughs> Me, big elephant man, number one. <laughs> so um, so the king of Pegu, he started this massive war over the like what he considered an insult. Yeah. Story goes that 500,000 of his men were killed. Worth it. Were killed during this war. Oh my God. And the sa- about the same amount on the other side. Jesus. Just to acquire... The one, white elephant. One elephant. And then he, when he finally got the white elephant, he named himself Master of the Elephant. Ugh. So in this story, like, so I'm saying it's the first time that they're writing it down. In 1721, this is, this is the quote. Uh, in short, honor and victory are generally no more than white elephants. And for white elephants, the most destructive wars have been often made. So he's referencing how... Um, you know, this war was fought over a white elephant, but how wars in general are often oh, over. Sure. So it's it's kind of neat how he, the first time it's written is like a literal figurative combo. Sort yeah, of thing, yeah, right? it's really cool. Yeah. So um, as far as like it getting to be more idiomatic, like when there's no elephants yeah. involved, 
the first thing that I could find written was this thing in 1851 in G.E. Jewberry's letters again. Yeah, more letters uh, from Jewberry. And, and here's his um, <laughs> here's his quote. Uh, his services are like so many white elephants of which nobody can make a make use, and yet that drain one's gratitude if indeed one does not feel bankrupt. So that's where they're kind of talking about it being sort of like this um, this gift that is more trouble gotcha. than it's worth. In the 1900s, they started using stuff like the white elephant sales. Actually, so before there was oh, white elephant parties, okay, yeah. there was white elephant sales. Like, I feel like white elephant parties are, it's like an office party, like an office yeah. Christmas well, party. Well, they definitely did it elephant. on the office. Oh, right. They did, which is, <laughs> honestly, that's the first experience I ever had with it. Because we did it at Timmy's a couple of years, but I never, yeah. this was not ever part of my Christmas. No, no, me neither. Kind of whatever. Um, but yeah, the office was the first time that I ever saw it too. Uh, they also sometimes uh, call the white elephant party is a Yankee swap. Yankee swap. Yankee swap. Same kind of deal. So. But so different. Here's the deal. There is a story that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, even though it kind of comes out of order from the whole idea of, okay. of, of all this. So in 1883, uh, PT Barnum puts an ad. Wait in, a minute. In the I London said Times. Barnum you and did Bailey. Say, you did say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he puts an ad in the London Times that says, I got a white elephant. It's going to be the first one in America. He got it from Rangoon, which is now Myanmar, and it cost him 40,000 British pounds. Oh, my goodness. So the thing's not here yet. Its name is Tung Talong, which means gem of the sky. Oh, I like that. So he's putting out all of these, you know, advertisements. Yeah. Now... The thing, uh, oh, oh, and this is his second time trying to buy a white elephant. The first time he almost had one and it was poisoned by priests of the, of the what? country because they thought it would bet, be better for the animal to die oh than for God, it to come then, over to America. Well, they were probably right. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. When you see what's about to happen, they were definitely oh, right. No. So the thing to know about Barnum is that he made elephants insanely lucrative and popular. So he had this big African elephant elephant a couple yeah. of years back named Jumbo. And he was just so big and so like amazing to people. He yeah. made $1.7 million touring him around oh my the country. God. But like, you know, back then that's, that's even a lot more, right? He should have been a big elephant. Here's an interesting thing. Jumbo did not mean large like gigantic and large back then the name of his elephant created what the meaning of jumbo is no really yeah yeah Whoa. yeah so um it means now it means especially large size but back then it was just his name oh my god which you also have to stretch and think that's where dumbo came from and all these you know like it's kind of like pretty big deal i cannot believe you acquired that nugget of information right there jumbo that is big did not mean big jumbo shrimp Jumbo shrimp. What would we call them without this elephant? Big. Big old shrimp, right. All right, so here's the deal. The plan was uh, Tung Talong is supposed to come to the uh, London Zoological Gardens first and then come over to America, right? When he gets to London, everyone's waiting. Like, like, I think something like 90,000 people eventually came to see him. Um, he looked kind of like a regular elephant. The only difference was that he had a mottled, piebald, pinkish yeah. um, kind of patchy yeah, stuff yeah, on his that. head and chest. Yeah. And um, everybody was like, this is ridiculous. They actually would, they said that Barnum is a humbug was, was the titles of mm. uh, like newspaper stories. Right. 
They Fun- would say humbug over there. Funnily enough, Scrooge. Uh, Barnum ended up writing a book later in life called Humbugs of the World. Oh, good. And so. another thing is, do you know what PT stands for? Uh, I don't remember. You ever Phineas Taylor. Oh, Phineas Taylor, yeah. I never knew. So anyway, so he, that's just like a little uh, side thing. And also humbug is a British candy. Anyway, so, <laughs> so what ends up happening is even Barnum's, kind of upset with what he's seeing. Everybody's expecting these pure white elephants. And, you know, even like on the, um, like the, the, the flags back, like there's these, there's these flags in, uh, I, I guess that would be Thailand, right? Mm-hmm. Or Siam. It was Siam, Siam, but it's now it's Thailand. Yeah. But in, um, 1855 to 1916, they even used the white elephant symbol on their, on their flag and it's really like bright white. Yeah. But what we're finding, like what I found out was that it's actually some sort of a um, lost in translation sort of thing. So actual white elephants, they're not really white. They never were really oh, white. What okay. they really are is they're albino oh, and okay. they're not this, they're not this perfect white. Um, so the word is Shang Sung Kong, which actually means albino or strange color elephant. Oops. So someone did some poor translating. Yeah. Um, so, but also there was a lot of like misinformation because there was like artwork depicting all of these pure white elephants, which really just never existed. Yeah. They like were kind of light brown in color. They had like white eyelashes, white, like really light toenails and all that stuff. So they were just albino. Yeah. So anyway, Barnum, Barnum's trying to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I was surprised too by this, but like, then he's like, you know, talking to the translators and like, no, no, that's what they look like. But like people were just so upset because yeah. he's, he's, you know, promoting this like bright white elephant. Right. They had high expectations. Exactly. So, uh, what ends up happening is this guy, Adam Forpaul, which is his rival, one of his like circus rivals. It's a good rival name. Forpaul. Yeah. Forpaul. Shut up before I Forpaul you in the kisser. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, that's a classic phrase. So, um, so he goes like this. He's like, oh, Barnum's really floundering over here. So Barnum's elephant hadn't come to America yet. Eight days before Barnum's elephant mm-hmm. comes, this guy gets an elephant and he die. He bleaches it essentially oh, no. pure, like white, white. And then what happened was yet another elephant war. Uh, Between Barnum, and, Barnum Fourpaw. and Fourpaw. Yeah. Wow. So Fourpaw called his elephant the light of Asia. Barnum uh, was like, no, that's not real. This is what they really look like. Now, here was, here was the tactic that Barnum went to do is he took another elephant and bleached that. Oh my God. And he called and he's like, see, he's like, I call this the white fraud, just like four paw. But if you want to see a real white elephant, look at this thing with the kind of the discoloration. <laughs> So that was like his answer to Vorpal. <laughs> That's a crazy <laughs> response. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy response. Um, anyway, what ended up happening is the light of Asia died that year, so the war was very short. Mm. Um, a couple years later, in 1877, there was a fire at P.T. Barnum's, like animal, you know, where they keep the animals, yeah. and um, most of the elephants. Oh my god! Escaped. No, no oh, I mo- they died. No, like. Like 20-something of them ran away. Three of them died in the fire, and one of them oh. was tongue to long. Um, and here's, here's the quote from uh, P.T. Barnum. Tongue to from Tongue to Law's mother. <laughs> yeah, here's his quote. 
<laughs> Poor tongue to laugh. He's like, I wish I had just one more peanut. <laughs> just one more peanut, mother. No, but in Barnum's book, he, what he wrote was, like the public, I was greatly disappointed in Tongue Talong. I can't say I grieved much over his loss. <laughs> now, think about what happened here. Barnum paid a so bunch funny. of money yeah. for a big ticket item, yeah. but it was more trouble than it's worth. So his white elephant right. was a, white a elephant. literal yeah. and figurative white elephant. Those are both great white elephant stories. Right? Yeah, they're both really... The yeah. Barnum one is, that's really cool. Well, what I like about it is how even the OED talks about these kings mm -hmm. making this thing, why we talk about white elephants. And I feel like it's almost like that kind of needed to get into our brains first and then like deceive us. And then the white elephant became bigger in our minds. And then yeah. Barnum, you know, like he like, well, we the hubris we always is need, what I'm saying. We always need the American version, you know what well, I mean? Yes. To really muck and it up real you good. You can't get more American than P.T. Barnum. Do you know that my my mom's good friend, Carol Burns? The furniture. She has a set of P.T. Barnum furniture. Yeah, it it's is, like it's a fucking dining set with these beautiful. beautiful ornate chairs and everything. And they have secret compartments. Secret compartments. And I always thought that like, you know, maybe if I ever get married, they'd give me one of the no chairs for, for, for my... Wedding and yeah. and I was thinking, well, they're like, yeah, they could make that promise because what am I going to get fucking married? Yeah, right? That's true. <laughs> um, so that is the most of my story. I, I did have a little bit of a fun fact. Oh, about, I thought that was the fun fact. Well, it in a, in a, a side story. It, it was. I probably did say that this is where the fun facts. No, start, I don't think you did. But to me, the Barnum thing kind of really cements everything. It's just the cement. Uh, you need cement. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I also thought when I was when I was searching, I found out that the Philadelphia Philadelphia had a, um, a an American League baseball team mm -hmm. called the Athletics back in like the you it's know clever. like nineteen hundreds, right? Yeah. But they adopted the symbol of the white elephant. Oh, um, and it was kind of a neat story where uh, this guy who was the manager of the New York Giants, yeah, John McGraw, he he made a quote in the in the. Uh, Washington Times that the uh, Philadelphia club is not making any money. It has a big white elephant on its hands. The manager of the Philadelphia Athletics, Connie Mack, which mm -hmm. remember there was that Connie bar, Mack. Connie Mack. There. I wonder if it's named after him. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, he took that idea and ran with it. They made the white elephant elephant their logo. They put it on stuff. And then in 1905, they actually, there was a World Series where the Philly Athletics and the New York Giants came to meet and Connie Mack presented uh, John McGraw with a white elephant statuette oh, that's awesome. as kind of like a, yeah. like a little dig, I little, guess. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Giants won that series four to one. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> it wasn't a good luck charm, I guess. No, it was not a good luck charm. This is the sports podcast. You cannot get this anywhere. Yeah, we got sports matches all up the wazoo. <laughs> all the way up. The final thing that I have is a nice little joke to round things out. I love out. jokes. So um, the term white elephant party first appeared in a joke published in 1907 in Nebraska's mm. The Columbus Journal. Wow. And here's how the joke goes. A shocking thing happened in one of our nearby towns. 
one of the popular society women announced a white elephant party. Every guest was to bring something that she could not find any use for and yet too good to throw away. Nine out of the 11 women invited brought their husbands. <laughs> that is a very good joke. I, it is good. Uh, husbands. You just don't want to hear it three times in a row. <laughs> uh, husbands. <laughs> 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 Anyway, that's the that's, uh, uh, that's the uh, rap. That's a rap. That's a rap. <laughs> that's the rap. That is a rap. The, the rap. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Albert, for joining me here today. Thank you, Ryan, on for your the show. Hobbit, the nice Hobbit book. Uh, thank you for bringing in a great game, the best of Tribond. Also, kind of interesting because my idiom was really a trifecta. Yes, and we have a bond. A friendship that, uh-huh. that it's not a one-way street. Old as the tales of time. Precisely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, we. You know what? We actually didn't make any bottom of the show notes. Um, well, have a great weekend. Well, <laughs> well listen. <laughs> oh. oh. White hey. denim jacket. Oh, sorry. Hey, if you want to get in touch, email us at don'tbeanidium at gmail.com. Also, are you on Apple, the Apple Podcasts? You ever, you ever heard of it? <laughs> you ever heard of the Apple Podcasts? You go on there, you write a little message, you say, hey, these guys, I've known these guys forever. And they just, and they just get five, five stars. stars. <laughs> I'm talking a one, two, three, four, five. Five, five. And you know, you're going to feel good about doing that. Because you know what? That, that gets us right. It just, just gets a little, a little higher up. <laughs> also, tell your friends. If, you, if, if anybody's not listening, you know, we could word of mouth. You tell your friends. Your friends want to sponsor us. Also, if anyone wants to make Ryan the Ryan King of the White Elephants white, white denim, denim jacket. jacket. We are very interested. <laughs> Call in before the end of the show, yes. and we'll uh, get that done. Yeah. So I think that sums everything up. Yeah. Until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot.
Please don't call me Hussein. Rat boy is the name. Rat boy is the name. Go! I'm not Hussein, I'm Rat Boy. Squeeze.